You're listening to Clearing the Air, a Bournemouth University podcast that lifts the lid on the clearing process. Each episode will feature a different student sharing their experiences, emotion and advice on the clearing process. Hello, you are listening to the next in our series of podcasts called Clearing the Air, where we talk to students about their experience of coming to university through clearing. We are talking this time to Nisa Rana. Now, Nisa originally wanted to come to university to study midwifery, but had a last minute change of mind to go back to a passion that she had previously held for forensic biology. In this podcast episode, we talk about what forensic biology is, as well as what it's like changing your mind like that and having to go through clearing to come to university and study something different. Actually, Nisa was really honest about her experiences here and how her family initially had felt when she changed her mind and changed course. Uh, And we also spoke about what Nisa then did when she came to university, how she came to a clearing open day to help her find out more about Bournemouth University and the local area, putting her mind at rest and how she likes to live here now in uh, in Poole near Bournemouth. So please do listen to Nisa's clearing story. And while you're at it, you can have a look at our other podcasts in this series that tell you all about clearing. We hope that this podcast series fills you with hope that you too could come and study at university one day. But for now, I'll leave you with Nisa and you can find out more about her story and how she came to be at Bournemouth University. <laughs> so can I ask, yeah. forensic biology, yeah. who grows up with a love of forensics? Come on. Uh, I've always grew up with like watching crime videos and stuff, but I've, I've always been interested in death itself, which is kind of weird, I guess, if you're talking about young girl. <laughs> but yeah, I've always been interested in how like um, how the death affects the body, I guess, in a way. So um, I've always been interested in this, even since back in like I guess secondary school, which was around when I was thirteen years old or so. Um, but I wasn't able to, what do you call it, um, pursue the subject at all because I was swayed away from it by my um, uh, my subject advisor and my um, careers advisor, that's it, careers advisor and my family. Um, I guess there aren't really very many opportunities for a 13 year old to explore death and the <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i could have read books and looked at documentaries and stuff but still um my second option was midwifery and that was like holy grail to my careers advisor so she pushed me into midwifery um which turned out let's just say i threw that in the bin um yeah it didn't really turn out good uh so i went into my second choice which was forensic biology and uh, was, I mean, I hope you don't mind me asking, no, but no, the, the uh, not fascination, but the interest in, in death, was that kind of spurned on by, you know, an experience you'd had or is it something you've uh, just always kind of f- felt around? Uh, no, I don't, I won't say like death was ever close to me, I guess. Um, even if I was, I was kind of shielded away from it. But I've always liked documentaries, um, documentaries about Jack the Ripper, um, any you know ted bundy um any i oh god this serial is killers yeah, yeah exactly just i like to i like to explore how their mind kind of worked differently in so a way. the psychological side of it as well yeah yeah I could, you could say that 
And um, there's so many TV programs now yeah, that show the forensic side of investigation yeah. and what that involves. And I think it's only been really the last, I don't know, five, ten years where that's had more um, kind of highlight on TV. Yeah, it has risen a lot in like high po- it's become very popular in the recent decade. Um, and that's why you see kind of a high percentage of students applying to forensic uh, courses. But then soon after they leave it because it's not really what they envisioned from like the tv shows um is that the case with you i mean what, what's a you know what have your uh ex- expectations been matched with your, your oh yeah definitely um i knew that it was going to be difficult in the way that it'll the course will have to deal with chemistry and let's just say chemistry is not my forte um so i knew that it was going to be hard in the way that is uh, chemistry was going to be involved as well as biology but um yeah it was it wasn't anything different from what i had expected from what i was going into thinking so talk us through that moment when you decided actually midwifery is not going to be for me and i'm going to pursue my passion and, and what i wanted to do before because that's a big decision to make yeah uh well i always thought midwifery was my passion just because um i guess it was the most logical way of thinking um, and it kind of got pushed into my head, I guess. Um, so I always, for like four or five years, I always thought midwifery was going to end up being my career throughout my life. And I was happy with that at some point. Um, but as I I applied to uh, applied for midwifery as soon as I finished my GCSE, um, oh, not my GCSE, my A-levels, my A-levels. I was um, thinking you were keen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I didn't get into the university that I really wanted to get into. So instead, I thought about I'll apply again next year. So this year, I'll just take a gap year. And through that gap year, I'll also just have... Um, I'll build up my CV and my um, personal statement by working at a care home or a hospital. Um, so I chose to do care work. And um, as the year went on, and I experienced new things in the care uh, care work. Um, I started really, it was at the time that I had, I guess it would say, I had a lot of stress put into me by my uh, parents, as well as a family friend. Um, At that point, I was becoming really stressed, and I was working at that care home, and I realised that, care work at the moment is just not for me so I I just it wasn't for me but I still had the mindset of going to midwifery and making my family happy so I did that I applied as for midwifery again uh, second year Um, and then I had a university that accepted me but they wanted a a grade a new grade for IELTS um, I got that grade, but they they still declined my um, uh, application. Yeah, application. Um, so at that point, this was in late July. Um, so because of that, I hadn't told my parents that the other university rejected me. Um, so instead, I was just thinking about just going through clearing and just making sure I get into university, uh, maybe for midwifery, nursing, or anything from any medicine based 
uh, course. So you're still thinking of going through clearing, through, but yeah. for a medicine-based course, maybe yeah. like still or something else? Because I had already gotten my grade for GC, um, for my A-levels, so I didn't have to worry about the results day. So because of that, I wasn't reminding myself when clearing opened. So it was... I I applied through clearing a bit much much later than other uh, other candidates, um. So kind of took you by surprise, in yeah. And <laughs> I so I still reapplied for midwifery through clearing, um. And when I noticed that all all universities were all booked out for clearing um midwifery, my second choice was nursing. Um, I had two interviews lined up for the next week or so, but. I just I had it. I just had the feeling I just don't want to go through an uh, interview of nursing and get into the course, and just plow my way through the course for three years and just not be satisfied with it. So I looked through all the courses that I wanted to do, and I happened to stumble on to forensic biology, which kind of sparked my old interest and um, made me realize that if I wasn't going to do midwifery, I will follow my second choice that I've always wanted to do deep down but yeah and I chose forensic biology. Was that quite a big moment for you telling your parents that actually you were going against perhaps their original wishes and you were going to pursue your long-term passion? Oh god it was I was dreading it I was happy that I got into BU but I was (laughs) I wanted to at least tell my parents a day after about the good news, I guess, um, because I was just dreading the reaction. Um, so I told my brother so that he could help me break it down to my parents. Very smart. <laughs> you, <laughs> would think that. <laughs> you would think that, but as soon as I started talking about like the stress I was going through, I started bawling my eyes out. And um, my brother... <laughs> he's not really uh, he's not an emotional person so he just kind of sat there just staring at me nodding his head there was no sympathy from him yeah he was like oh it's gonna be okay it's gonna be okay just monotone voice I just remember (laughs) so um so I was still planning to tell my parents at least a day or after uh but when I went down for dinner my mom had seen me with puffy eyes so she was like what's going on so I had to tell her what happened at first, she was really anxious, a bit angry. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> just thinking about it, um, she was really stressed out for me because mm. it was she, because she always knew I wanted to get into midwifery, um, and I had always been talking about it. Um, but last minute, I just chose forensic biology, so I can see where she was coming from. But I had told her that my first interest from before was forensic biology but I got swayed away from it so she kind of understood where I was coming from as well so my next step was to tell my dad which I was dreading so I I had to at least I told my mom to don't tell him and I'll tell him straight up Mm. so I I think it was in two days after two days after I told him (laughs) And his reaction wasn't as big as what I thought it would be. So I kind of got disappointed. <laughs> I was like, Had you been building yourself yeah, yeah, yeah. up for those two days? Yeah, I was kind of expecting a big, bit, bit more of a backlash. So, But it, he, he accepted it because um, in the end, I still got into the university and with the course that I actually want to get into as well. 
And, and one year on, are they happy? You know, are they. Uh... Honestly, I think my mom's still stressed about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's always stressing. Um, my dad, he's he's fine with it. He just wants me to get good grades now. Yeah, and graduate soon. And you said, you know, it, it was it had definitely met your expectations. But as somebody who doesn't really know very much about forensic biology, yeah. I'm not sure I have expectations. I don't know what the course is like. For the first year, uh, we started with a forensic investigation in, introductory. So um, we we went over everything that we could. We're going to go over through second year, third year. So I had done a little bit of um, criminal law, forensic law, uh, some crime scenes. Um, uh, chemistry, biology, human anatomy and physiology and I also had to do diversity of life which I thought was kind of weird but that was all fine um, but with the case studies we actually have a room in Christchurch I don't know if you know but is um, Christchurch House on Talbot campus yeah yeah oh sorry I didn't mention that um, yeah there's a there's a room there's a couple of rooms in there that have set up crime scenes um wait and then so you get all dressed up with your white suits your forensic suits uh mask goggles on oh god it's so hot in those suits <laughs> honestly you feel really suffocated but it's really interesting how you you get into the mindset and uh, you have to uh analyze what the crime scene may entail because they don't tell you beforehand they just say i'll write the evidence that you see uh they give a little scenario and you kind of have to base it off that. But yeah, it's really interesting because you see, like, kind of like... It sounds like a murder mystery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's trying to figure out what actually happened there and trying to kind of build a case for it so you can use it in court. Uh, yeah, that's the first year. And in those sorts of moments where you're kind of, you've got your white suit on and you're, you know, in the middle yeah. of a crime scene and does that make it worth it you know do you feel like i've made it you yeah know, this is... honestly it did when i put it on i was so happy i had my friend take a picture but i don't know where that picture went um let's just say the suit isn't quite flattering to the body it's just kind of you kind of just look like a white lump <laughs> which is kind of disappointing um and i didn't realize the face mask was so tight honestly you feel like you're breathing in like oh dragon like a fire dragon it gets so hot in there but i guess yeah. it's good to know that now before <laughs> you go into the field and you're doing it for yeah. real yeah but the but the thing is uh i'm not really thinking about going to crime scene um i'm thinking about going towards forensic pathology which i'll have to go into med school for um and do pathology for a couple of years yeah, <laughs> but that's interesting. You've got your, you know, your future plan ahead yeah. of you as well. Yeah. So that's exciting. Yeah, I had to kind of get that. Once I applied, I had to kind of think about what do I want to do with this course because I can't just be expecting a job to just come come at me, you know. So I had to really think about what I want to do after this course, and I wanted to. I've always wanted to do forensic pathology, so I had to go to med school for that and I hadn't realised so but that's okay I mean so you know I was watching a documentary the other night that was actually saying there's a, a great lack of pathologists and yes. people who can go into that yes. so it, it sounds like you'd be pushing an open door as you kind of progress <laughs> you'd be one of the ones that actually you know wants to get into that you would think that but it's very competitive um, there is me and my friend met up with um, a, a current pathologist here Dr Perdue um, I don't know if you know him, but he's really good. Uh, he came for a talk for the second year, but 
I asked my seminar program advisor if we could go into that talk. So we were allowed to go in there and we asked him some few questions and he had told us that we have to go to med school. So yeah, that's the second course for us. Um, yeah, there's only four forensic pathologists that are full-time working in the UK. Wow. Wow. Yeah. wow. You could be the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are part-time pathologists, but it's is less common for them to be kind of full-time working as a pathologist yeah so you you know we were going through your your process of changing your mind you've mm -hmm. you know was all set to study midwifery yeah next thing you know you're here doing forensic biology yeah. um you did actually visit bournemouth before moving down there didn't you um yeah i went through the um clearing open day um that was interesting first we had the talk where she the girl she turned out to be a forensic investigation second year so i had a talk with her and she kind of told me the overview of what the subject was like this was um, the girl showing you around the open day yeah 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 um so she talked about the accommodation there uh the student finance that was available like the scholarships uh the facilities in the university like the library sports bu um and like uh the societies as well and what we, we what we can expect on the first week of uni um she also <laughs> gave us the tour of the um campus as well as um bus tours around Bournemouth and Lansdowne um yeah uh, was, there was was that the first time you'd been to Bournemouth that open day yeah that was the first time I stepped here uh there was a tour for to go towards Corfe House but she said that it was 30 minutes t bus drive. So I was, it was late into the afternoon and I wanted to go to the beach. So it was like priorities. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody wants to go to the beach. Come on. Um, do you think it was helpful, though, in terms of, you know, yeah. uh, you, you just had that confidence then of, OK, well, I know where I'm going. Yeah. Yeah. I had actually already booked my um, accommodation. So I actually really wanted to go to Corfe House to look at what it looked like, I guess. But beach was beach just one. Um, yeah, uh, and I got to look at, I got to go around Bournemouth and see, you know, the popular local places for students, and the clubs. <laughs> Did yeah. it help having somebody there who was studying the course that you wanted to study? Very helpful. Yeah, um, because in a way, I could before I even study, I could already envision what I would have to go through and what kind of tests I had to go through as well. So, yeah, she gave me helpful tips. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you're a year on now. You've been mm -hmm. at, at the university for a year. Uh, do you think of Bournemouth as home now? You know, so you were excited to go to that beach the first yeah. time. Do you, do you still get excited <laughs> when you see the sea? Okay, I live in pools, so I don't really see the beach in Bournemouth. Um, I see the lake in the pool. And pool I, Park, it's gorgeous, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, and I think pool is, has become my second home. As much as I like Bournemouth, I think Pool has become my second home. Everything's just close by in Pool, you know. Um, yeah, now I don't really think feel anxious when I leave home, and I don't really get homesick as a sickness as well. And do I'm living there next year. I was going to say, do you think you'll stay in Pool? Yeah, I've reapplied um, for Corfe House next year. So hey. yeah. Was homesickness a, a big thing when you first moved? No. No? <laughs> I was mentioning You were gone. It. That's it. I'm yeah. done. <laughs> I've, I've always been, I guess, sheltered. So I've always, um, yeah, I've always been sheltered. So I always wanted to be independent. And I always wanted to know how I would fare by myself. 
Um, I can say pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I think That's pretty good, good as well. Yeah. That's good to hear. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for joining us on our You're podcast. Welcome. Thank you. So that was Nisa. Wasn't she nice? Great. I, I love her passion for dead bodies. <laughs> I know. But the thing is, you know, it, it, everybody's different and everybody's got those different kind of things that make them tick and uh, that our society needs to be made up of people with all sorts of passions and, you know, that, that go into different jobs. And whilst pathology is not for me, I, I'm very pleased that there are people that do want to go into that line of work. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's great that she's decided to study that passion of hers. And being passionate about what you study, I think, makes you even better at doing it and gives you that drive to uh, go through the, the harder times where you're studying as well. Thank you so much for listening to Clearing the Air. Don't forget there are plenty more in our podcast series for you to check out if you want to find out more about studying at university or coming to university through Clearing. To find out more about helpful uh, tips and bits of advice about clearing and to find out more about Bournemouth University, then visit our website, www.bournemouth.ac.uk.